Okay, Russell. Okay. In 1958, 59, and 60, right in that period, Mousy Tongue needed a vehicle. He needed a strategy to implement his new programs. And so what he did was he manufactured a famine. And he simply stored food in giant warehouses uh, where nobody actually knew where they were, but the chosen ones. And as a result of this, millions of people starved to death. And this is, this is, you can Google the Chinese famine and read about it, but it wasn't a real famine. And what got me thinking about this was the leadership of China right now. And I just kept reading about each leader all the way back to, uh, back to Mao Zedong. And I came forward and read about each leader. And on the third leader from Mao Zedong, their motto was, uh, this was after the purge, after all the millions and millions of dead Chinese, and I'm talking about murdered, murdered, brutally murdered, the worst kind of murder you can think of, starving people to death, in addition to other, many were put in firing squads, but I think it was the third leader past Lenin decided to introduce new reforms. Might have been the fourth one. It, 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 I'm just telling you how this works. And the motto was, they used a different word for it. The essence of it was, uh, stop the chaos and let's get back to normal. Okay? Now, I think that was like three guys before the ones that's in charge now, but they're all a bunch of thugs, and it's family by rule, take power by murder in China. And it really looks like that the Chinese are behind what we're going through right now. And so I thought, well, I wonder if the Chinese borrowed from Lenin because over and over they referenced their leaders were always educated in France or or somewhere else, uh, studied communism. Well, lo and behold, Lenin had a little famine or two, which killed millions. Now, they never said it was manufactured, but I just want to read this excerpt real quick. Lenin, in the fourth chapter, Lenin had gained power with incredible ease. Without barricades, bloody encounters, or intervention, state power had been transferred to the party that had promised to make the people happy by bringing them peace, land, and liberty. According to Marxist canon, everything was going to be simple. Private property would be abolished. The bourgeois state smashed. The army replaced by a militia of workers. Even the cooks were put in charge. Secret treaties published, transparency above all, self-determination, strict social control established in the dictatorship of the majority confirmed everything or so it seemed had all been foreseen by Lenin. All that remained was to put it in place. 
according to the blueprint. Well, in reality, that's what they they propagandized. Reality was there were famines, factories went on strike, gangs held sway in many parts of the country, peasants hid their grain, and the army disintegrated of its own accord. So I thought, um, as you read on, Lenin went nuts, and he, here's a quote, Lenin soon realized that victory over the old world was impossible without the dictatorship of the proletariat and an iron hand to which he introduced uh, the purge. And this was all, I'm assuming, in late 30s. Do you remember when the Bolsheviks? No, that was Bolsheviks took over in 1917, didn't they? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the gist of the story is it was all a pile of lies that they that they promised the the idiotic people. Now, think what did they? What were they reading back when they threw God under the bus? The Israelites. You think they were reading something similar to that promised by these foreign governments? You know some of that crept into camp. It's the same thing as the Garden of Eden encounter. It it just rewords itself. And boy, when you listen to this crap that they're spewing out now from the Democratic Party, it's it's very similar. To these dictators in China and Russia, and isn't isn't Russia doing so good right now, Doug? I mean, in China, I mean, it's a failed system, and and we have people that believe in it, seriously believe in this. As long as they're at the top, they believe in it. Don't, they're just useful idiots, aren't they? Yeah, just like um, that one uh, former Russian KGB that was in the audios that I sent out, um, and he he gave the four steps, um, and one of them was... Um, um, well, after that, I guess in the interview, uh, if you know which one I'm talking about, it's a guy wearing glasses. He's being interviewed by somebody back in the 70s, and mm-hmm. he's a former KGB guy, and he's he's talking about the steps to, um, I guess I don't remember what exactly he called it, but uh, he 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 conveys after he gives those steps that. These people, just as you said, that are in this party who believe that this is the utopia for mankind, they will be the first people to be killed because they know they're not trustworthy. They bought the lie. They bought the the Kool-Aid, so to speak. It's the guys that didn't buy it and resisted unto death that they have to worry about. And that's what you're saying here, too, with this. Well, I'm saying that we had God Almighty as our president, and the masses weren't 
satisfied with that. How can we ever please the masses? The only way you can please or convince a mass is to, to create a big lie, a big fantasy, which is basically food for all and work for none. It never changes. We'll sit in and watch sports all day long, and people will bring you food, and we'll give you cell phones and cars. And something inside of these people makes them believe, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have anything when I was a kid. They owe it to me. And and that's all this buffoon and the buffoon before him and all the ones throughout history has had to offer is a big lie. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Can you imagine Nelson running for president? And what I'll do is I'll encourage you all to work. A good 40-hour week will be uh, for the slackers. 40 hours a week, young people should be able to do 60. And we'll give you nothing but an opportunity. We'll provide an army for this country and uh, and very little else. You'll pay for that, by the way. In other words, you wouldn't get six votes if you told the truth of how to be prosperous. Because the masses don't, they don't get it. Have they ever got it? It doesn't seem that way, but you know, I've been thinking a lot about different things this past week too, and I think they're in line with what you're what you're reading. I've been saying it for years. In fact, uh, I remarked to Isaac that he was he was learning Japanese or attempting to or you know, just looking at it and 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 trying to play with it a little bit or whatever. And I said, you know, you might want to consider learning Chinese. And I'll tell you, um, America, uh, I'm not sure if they're getting it yet, but what I see going on is Israel, China, and Russia. And these three... Uh, continue to work the programs that they work, which is continued you know, uh, intentions to socialize the entire world and to bring them under the dominion of socialist conquest. And this is the interesting thing, I think, between what we learn about in the biblical record about the people that became known as God's chosen people, Jacob, Israel, is that they were a people that would do things differently. He was teaching them how to operate under an entirely different system than the world powers that they had been enslaved by and that they would go into future bondages with as a result of their disobedience. And this is a country and the European nations and others around the world uh, where God's people have been scattered, dispersed, that are now wrestling with the consequences, truly, of that disobedience to 
a way of life, a system of law, and so forth that was totally contrary to all the rest of the world. And in our Congress and our Senate, they've spent the last 40 years trying to go around the world and, and somehow make the world feel like they were a part of our grand success, that is, America and Europe. And Europe was easily easy to socialize because it was on their western flank, so to speak, and their northern flank. We were a half a world away, much less capable were they of, of disseminating the doctrine and, and infiltrating the border. But they didn't stop, and they got into every level of government and in every body of government that we adopted in contrast with God's word and law and will, and we're reaping the consequences. And that's the way I see it. And I think that's what you're well, conveying out of this article from China, uh, about China. The, the, the bad guys have never in history ever volunteered up their power, have they? No. No. And so what we're seeing here is they have not allowed this president to preside over the people since the day was elected. Uh, and it looks like this whole election is is a scam job. And I do not understand why they don't subpoena Hunter Biden and call him in and put him under oath and ask him some questions right now. What would prevent that, Doug? Uh, You know, there's nothing that should prevent that. And I heard the, you know, last week sometime, I guess it was, that when it all started to come out was that um, this one guy that, that apparently was working with some Chinese, you know, company that is quote unquote blowing the whistle, if you will, upon the emails. Um, mm-hmm. He was going to be testifying before a House Senate committee or something that next day. So it was either mm-hmm. Wednesday or Thursday, and it would have been Thursday he'd have testified or Thursday he stated it, and Friday he would have gone before him. So I, I guess I don't know if anything transpired of that. I certainly didn't hear anything. I, I must say I've been a little bit preoccupied over the last three or four days and haven't really listened to much of anything to even know whether it did. But, Russell, you and I have that same question, and we have the same – we end up with the same answer every single time, which is yep. we don't know why, and, and it just simply doesn't happen. And this good old boy network, uh, you know, this will all just be blown up and there'll be things that'll be said about it and we won't be able to go after Hunter and just like we haven't been able to go after any of these FBI people and all the rest of it Uh because there just isn't enough evidence and how are you going to charge them? And besides, 
you know, the dirty little secret always remains is who's going to do it? Uh, this <laughs> yesterday morning, I think it was, I managed to catch a morning broadcast of the local uh, broadcast here, and uh, they were interviewing. I had an attorney on, basically discussing the COVID thing, and this uh-huh. attorney three to- three times when he was asked by the the talk host uh, about what it would take to do this or that. Three times he said, well, it depends on whether or not there would be an attorney willing to challenge the system. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that won't happen. I mean, exactly, you see, because the system is, you know, it's just like this Roman law system that we've been talking about. We're in this Roman law system. It has nothing to yep. do with God's government. And it's high time America realized that it's a Roman law system. And Catholicism loves it. That's why you always see Catholics on the Supreme Court and being the ones nominated. Uh, Jews love it. That's why you always see them on the Supreme Court. Um, Uh Ostensibly, it used to be that a, a, um, uh, um, what do we call them, a uh, early Christian. Uh, think of the name. What did we call early, early Christian? A pilgrim? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, the um, protest, Protestant. 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 Yep. Yeah. That was going to be so, my second guess. Yeah. Where, where, where do we see a Protestant being, you know, nominated to to a Supreme Court position? You see, we have to keep the Protestant out because the Protestant does not you know, is not part of the players. You know, in uh-huh. order to be involved in a Roman law system, you have to understand Roman law system, and you have to agree to abide by the Roman law system. You know, and they've got this code, essentially, that says, just like that Coney Barrett said. I heard, happened to hear, hear about 30 seconds to a minute, a soundbite of her. She, you know, uh-huh. she, she declares her allegiance to that Roman law system. And that Roman law system is she's not going to say anything and has no authority to say anything outside the authority and the confines of the construct of the Constitution. And all the conservatives are, yeah, rah, rah, rah. But Mm -hmm. it's this whole Constitution that has resulted in where we are at today. And they will uh-huh. fight you to the end and say, no, it's not. It's because of corrupt leaders. Well, okay, if it's because of corrupt <laughs> leaders, where was the Constitution to prevent that? It was missing in action. And it becomes so, the frustration of frustrations, as you said. We had a king and a president once. His name was our God with us. His name was Yahweh. His name was the Emmanuel, the Christ, uh, Jesus. Uh-huh. And, and it wasn't replaced. enough. It wasn't enough, was it? You know, I got a bad feeling about November is it second or third? 
Sorry. Because if it worked, why would they encourage us to do it? This whole thing they talk about voting. Never have I seen so, so much just pure faith without any fact whatsoever in a system. It's just unbelievable. We're just supposed to believe that that computer software programmer programmed that computer honestly and fairly, aren't we? Aren't we supposed to believe that, Doug? We're already being told employee of the month. George Soros. We're already being told that we won't know who the president is for weeks or months. I'm not buying this. We've already been told that if Trump wins, its civil war begins. Have you read all that crap? Riding in the streets. Well, oh. Go ahead. Well, you know what? Uh, One I'll... thing to consider, it could be a trick to make us state something and talk it into being because we have power with our mouth. And they say it, the MSN says it, whether it's Fox or any of them, and they get you to repeat it. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. You know what I mean? So they can use well, the power God gave us against us by making us repeat what they want us to repeat. What did the guys on the gate that were watching the fort, what did they? What was their whole job? It was to alarm the people, wasn't it? The, the, the guys that stood guard at the fort, weren't they supposed to tell it the way they saw it out there? Friend or foe. Yeah, I mean, we got bad guys coming. Wake up, everybody. So, I mean, there does come a time when you just speak the truth and let it lead you where it may. They they were riding this morning in Philadelphia. Were you aware of that? Yeah. And And I'm talking about knocking out windows and burning buildings. And you know how many people get arrested? Zero. But if I go through a school zone at 25 and it's 20, I'm looking at $300 ticket or more. Well, that's because you just don't. That's that's because you just don't care about children. Right. The cause is the pick of one child. It's worth it. Uh, you're right. You see, for the sake of one child, if if that's what it takes to get Russell to understand the danger he's posing to just one child, then 300 smacks is what he's going to get, 300 smacks. Well, let's take it a step further. Let's say he pulls me over and I say I'm not unlocking my door. This just happened three days ago. Yeah, I said I'm not unlocking my door, and they, they, I guess they shot him. Where, where is it in law enforcement where you're trained to shoot 
to kill when people are running from you? I mean, wouldn't it well, be and then, barely? And, and, then they, and then they call Joe Biden an idiot because he says, you know, well, can't you shoot a guy in a leg? <laughs> you know, I've asked myself that. Isn't the, isn't the whole purpose to get him to comply? As, or is the whole purpose to kill him any way possible? Well, I think it's part of the God complex. The God complex, you know, you're so angry that they did not acquiesce to your authority that uh-huh. it just uh, it just overtakes. And, you know, when that shot is fired, it's kind of like, I hope it was a good one and it takes him down and that's the end of him. And, you know, um, uh, so in some respects, uh, <laughs> yeah. A guy's got to look at it and and think, you know, uh, at what point do these guys have enough of this? But I don't know who the guy Mm -hmm. was that got shot through the door or whatever happened. Judy told me they were rioting in Chicago or something here in the last day or two. So something broke out there, I guess. But I didn't know they were in Pennsylvania. However, let me stop right here and take you to Ezekiel chapter 33, since you asked. Ezekiel 33, verse 1. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of my people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coats and set him as their watchman, if when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him, but he that takes warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman sees the sword come and blows not the trumpet, and the people are not warned, if the sword comes and they take a person from them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, o son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, and thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, thus speak, saying, If you transgress, and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, O you house of Israel? Boy, Jeremiah, there's a scripture right there that I need to add to that list. Do you see it? Right there in verse 11. I know he's got his mic muted. Uh, I don't know if he's got trouble. He's having trouble logging on. Say unto them, as I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. That's powerful. That's another one we're required to reject, isn't it, Jeremiah? Mm -hmm. 
Ja. You were saying, Russell? Recording on? I just said pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like that scripture because there's two duties in that. One is the duty one has as the watchman. And the second is, well, actually, there's a couple things, obviously, but the thing I was getting at is the not only do you have the the duty of the watchman, but the watchman also speaks under the under the wicked as a watchman for God over the house of Israel. Uh-huh. And this is what people are doing is lamenting what's going on and speaking these prophetic words of a, of a watchman saying, look at what's coming on the nation if we don't turn from the ways, turn from the transgressions. And as it says, if our transgressions and our sins be upon us and we opine away in them, how should we then live? So, this is the thing. There, there still is no watchman's command, the watchman's warning, saying that we are in sin here in the nation. We see things that that um, we don't like, you know, the vast majority, or a, a preponderance of people, I should say, because I don't even know what it is, that can see that things are not right, but there really is no word of warning from the watchmans uh, that are that are telling Israel of their sins here in America. That's just something that you know. Again, it's it's not talked about. It's it's not discussed. It's not discussed by the 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 big talkers, and it's not discussed by the church. In fact, I hear so much that you know we're the good guys. Kind of a talk. Uh And, yeah, we are the good guys, but we're being led by evil people. And we've allowed all these evil people. What was it that I heard today? Something about China. Oh, where did what did I hear? China owns... uh, Oh, what was it? China owning something in America here. Um, oh, I don't remember what it was now. And I thought, good heavens, the people don't have a clue, don't have any idea. You know, what I want to hear from this president is I want to hear this president say, China, you're out. We don't care at all what you think of us, you're out and everything, we are seizing the assets of all that China owns. Amen. Is it because we're not willing to do that because we're afraid that we're going to grab the ta- a tiger by the tail and he's going to react and turn and bite the hand that's got the tail? If you can build a million widgets and not pay anybody to produce them, 
over a period of time, you can acquire a lot of wealth, can't you? And wouldn't oh, that fall under... Oh, but Russell, they're giving them a bowl of rice. Yeah, but wouldn't you have to call that thievery? Exactly, and this is why this is why what you said about China and about the article about socialism, communism. You know, we've stopped. You know, I don't know much about MacArthur, but as I understand it, MacArthur was uh, totally against the communists. Now, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe that understanding is incorrect. But, you know, it used to be that we had God-fearing men in this country that, that believed that communists and communism uh, was a great threat to America. So uh-huh. now we stop talking about communism and communists. We just call them the Russians. We just call them the Chinese. Uh-huh. That's another interesting aspect about your article, Russell, isn't it? Uh-huh. Well, I'm just wondering if behind all this facade, the guys pulling the strings on the puppets, that's the people with the money. You know, there's probably not very many people in China that are in the big money, probably, I would guess. Very few. Just kind of like America. Kind of like every nation. These guys just get together and say, we got it pretty good. Let's keep it this way. Staying in power. And what does a, what do the little people do? They work. And what happens when you do manual labor, Doug? You think, don't you? You get... You get a chance to think while you work, you know, whistle while you work. And after a while, you might come to some conclusions about reality. Like, hey, I thought I owned my house. I paid for it. But I keep getting a bill for it every year. And it just keeps going up. But I thought I owned my house. Isn't that what we were told in junior high and elementary school? The great American dream, go to college, and you will be able to live the American dream, right? Yep. Boy, was that a whopper. College exists to educate people for the corporate mindset. It's not there to teach you, educate you, or Latin and Greek would be mandatory in your first two years. And if you couldn't pass those, go be an apprentice and pick a skill. You know what I'm saying? Look at the courses that they tell kids that are necessary. Did you know they mandate psychology classes and these idiotic oh what do they call them where you you have to take it to to get familiar with the system the college system they got a word for it but 
but you got to take it, and they say, and we'll give you one credit just for taking it. I forget the word, but it's an introduction to college life. You know, it's it's a nothing class. And so, so they get these kids in there, and they just load them down with Marxist thinking. Now, do you think they use the word Marxist thinking? No, it's Kant. It's it's uh, the little lab rat guy. What was his name? Ring a bell, and the mouse comes a running. All these smart people. You know, you're just a you're just an evolved amoeba. At the end of the day, formed out, crawled out of pond scum. How could you think you're worth anything? If if that's where you came from, you know, it's mass hypnotism. This guy should Joe Biden should have been laughed off the stage, and the reality is somebody should challenge Trump. Dude, you've had three years. What have you accomplished? You talk a good game. And now it's either Comrade A or Comrade B. And if we don't choose A, this whole thing's coming down, man. We have no choice. We don't like the way he governs, but he's better than Comrade B. And if B gets in there, we're done. Remember that? The night before he beat Hillary? And the returns came in, and first thing out of his mouth, we need to thank Hillary for all she's done for America. I said, there's something wrong with that. Because three nights ago, you said she'd be in prison if you were the president. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope he wins by... uh, hair of our chinny chin chin and then what will he proceed to do he's already said we need a new health care system have you heard him talk about that yeah I heard that too have you heard any more about cleaning the swamp that's kind of been put on the back burner hasn't it I also heard yes. that he's going to have a vaccine that America is going to take, and if that doesn't concern people, I don't know what does, what should. And the military is going to deliver it. Yep. They're ready. I wonder and if it'll be. I wonder if it'll be delivered on the end of the bayonet. <laughs> well, I guess. If we profess to be God's children, we we should be thinking about God save us from what we see ahead. And God did save his children on numerous occasions, didn't he? Yeah. And They didn't, his people weren't out practicing every night shooting. He knew that they were usually overwhelmed with odds. I mean, think about bringing down the wall of Jericho. 
That would seem impossible to those Israelites, wouldn't it? Yep. And yet he had a solution for that. And we need a solution for right now. And so is the answer pray? Is that well where we Samuel said that right far now? be it from Yeah, Samuel. Well, let's go see what Samuel said. Uh Samuel said something to that effect that far be it from him that he would cease to pray for us uh, if we had done this this dumb thing that we were about to do. You know, um, you know it's it's like it's like this, Doug. It's like how do you continue to sin, and then you times get rough and you call up for God and say, hey, I'm breaking every one of your laws and ordinances and everything you say to do and my life is hell. Would you please come fix it? How many times is God going to say yes? I'll fix your mess. Seventy times seven? I don't know. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. Go ahead, Isaac. Go ahead. Well, if if you know, ninety nine percent of the people in the country are backwards, why why would God fix it so that they can all be rewarded for being backwards? You know, it's kind of maybe crappy for people that think they've you know that are trying to do things right and trying to follow his word, you know, if there's maybe like 1% or whatever the tiny minority of people is out there that are trying to to do things right, yeah, it's pretty pretty junky that we have to sit around and deal with all of this stuff uh, because because of the majority of people out there. But but if if this thing all gets flipped around without the people getting flipped around, then they just that that's a reward for bad behavior. So I don't think that's going to happen. You know, unfortunately, uh-huh. we we have to suffer um, a lot worse than anyone's suffering right now because everybody is backwards. So I don't see it as a I don't see the core problem as this system or that system or uh, the way we're going to vote or any of that. We're getting we're getting what we asked for. Um, and the only way it's going to get solved is by people changing their hearts and actually looking looking for God and looking for His will. I mean, that's that's the core of the problem. Yeah, let me dovetail on that, Isaac, because uh, I. I I find no disagreement with the words that you spoke. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14. <clears throat> I'll skip the first part of this. Most of us already understand it. But it might be worthwhile to re-acclimate ourselves to the words beginning from 14 on. 1 Samuel 12:14. If you will fear the Lord and serve them, 
serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both you and also the king that reigns over you continue following the Lord your God. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not that we harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and he shall send thunder and rain, that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. All the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not, for we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. Samuel said to the people, Fear not, you've done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Turn you not aside, for then should you go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. The Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he's done for you. If you shall still do wickedly, you shall be consumed, both you and your king. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But when when the people change their heart for the better, the system will change for the better. I mean, I would even say, not that I would want this, but I would say you could live in the deepest possible communist socialist system that you could even imagine. And if it was a a Christian nation through and through, it'd be no problem. It would just go away. (laughs) I mean, it would just go away, but that system would not be a, a problem uh if people's hearts were were in the right spot and they're not well and and that that's not me saying hey let's bring on the communism but i think that that is the secondary the secondary issue the core issue is people is people's hearts yeah well, i mean go ahead Ralph. some some point in history they've redefined what education is because early on, you know, education was ability to study and seek out God's word. That would be an educated person. And now, now what education means is how how do you become your own god? How do you how do you kundalini out with being on top? You know what I'm saying? How do you, we're going to teach you how to self-actualize in four years or six years, and that's what you're going to learn here at the school—that right. you will become God. 
Yeah, and that's that's sort of the system that we live under uh, becomes the problem, or how it plays into it. Because, and, and I mean, everybody knows this here, but it's if you can put a, a a system in that can block people from knowing who God is or stop them from caring, then then those guys win, right? Right. But 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 I guess the question I have is. Um, if if somebody lives in a uh, if some somebody doesn't know an individual doesn't doesn't know God they don't know like they've never read the Bible they don't uh, know that they're supposed to be looking toward God whatsoever uh, because the system has been propped up all around them so they can't see it is God going to provide some way for that individual to find the truth to like spot the truth and then move toward it, or uh, does the system win in that scenario? And I think that that God's going to provide that. Um, I mean, he has to. Otherwise, it would be possible for evil to just outright win everything, right? Like if if evil could prop up a perfect system all around us and completely shut out God, and then God was completely absent and not able to penetrate that and get to individuals' hearts, then we'd just be out of luck for eternity, right? That's That can't be the way that it works. Well, that's such an interesting statement in light of the past seven or eight weeks and this study on Satan, serpent, knockoff, devil. Because that's exactly the whole thing in a nutshell is we look at the story out of Genesis 3 and apparently the only thing to learn from it is it's a story. And yet, the first characteristics of evil were explained to us in really childlike form. And the characteristics of that evil was disobedience to the command. And we find it in our own parent-child relationships day in and day out. We say, no, don't do this. No. No, do not. No. No. Do not, do not, don't, don't, no. I mean, <laughs> you sound like me yesterday. <laughs> I, I could go on for another 20 minutes. Uh-huh. It's as simple as that command, and yet man, in his infinite wisdom, far superior to God, says, well, I don't want to believe that evil exists in my own heart and in my own mind, therefore I need to create something. <laughs> which is the epitome of evil. I need a boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, you cast <laughs> the blame. 
That's that's what Adam did too, right? Adam <laughs> said, "No, she did it. It's her fault. It wasn't me." Yeah. And he and he said, "No, the that that serpent did it. That wasn't me." <laughs> and then who who did the and, serpent blame? Yeah, he did. He did oh, they didn't write that part down. They didn't write that part down. Part down. <laughs> but yet he was the craftiest. There's another question for our thing, Jeremiah. There's another one right there. And, you know. <laughs> it says it was the craftiest animal. Right? Beast. The, cra- the, the craftiest beast, yeah, that, that, that God had created among all the other ones. It's, it yeah, classifies so, what, so. what it was. But it's not insignificant. He was so crafty, so smart, so whatever. But yet, we don't know really what happened. Other than we're told something that our our observation has shown us, a serpent, as we know and understand a serpent, goes upon its belly. And yet, we're told that the punishment was that this serpent was going to go on its belly. There has to be something wrong with our interpretation or our understanding of what the word serpent, nakash, means. Because if you're going to take it and you're going to pronounce a curse upon it to go upon its belly, it's not much of a curse if it's already on its belly by our observation, and yet it's going to be cursed to go upon its belly. That's just an affirmation. It might, it could be. I guess that would be the other option, right? Like, uh-huh. oh, you weren't going to have to stay on your belly, but now you're going to stay there. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah. for the rest of well, the well, 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 okay, wait, okay, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, then what you're saying is that's why he later on, I guess, we know that the book of Job is an old book. If we are to assume or believe that it was before the book of Genesis, would that explain yeah. why he was on his feet? Or <laughs> are you Maybe. are you on to something? Are you on to something, Isaac, that he later on grew legs? In other words, he <laughs> evolved. Yeah, I don't know. I was just hadn't hadn't thought it all the way through, just saying that there is one other, at least one other way that that statement could make sense. But, yeah. but it was only until he died. Yeah, that's he a was, good point. He, he was cursed for just his life. And well, so now that, that's another interest that that is another interesting thing. Life. Our observation shows us that everything that has life dies, correct? I understand there might be a jellyfish that that somehow uh, appears that it, it regenerates itself, but in essence it, yeah. it still dies. So our observation is, is that everything with life dies. Uh-huh. But we're required to believe that when God said the rest of the days of its life, I mean, we could we could conjecture a whole lot of things if he just said, 
the rest of the years of one's life. And even if we take the biblical uh, a day as, as a thousand years, well, the life of that Nakash could have been as long as a thousand years. Uh-huh. At what point at what point do we just start trying to just make sense? I mean, Joe Biden didn't take one penny from any foreign government. But he might have taken millions of dollars in cash. But if he didn't take one penny, he's telling the truth, isn't he? <laughs> he never took a he never took a penny. And Bill Clinton yeah, said it, it depends on what you mean by is. That's right. And is is the isness of is. <laughs> yeah, the isness of is. <laughs> so you, people without a conscience are are zombies. And they just I mean this 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 thing in the garden is much more than what we were told growing up. There's much more to it than the famous paintings in Italy uh, by, uh, what's his name? He did the Sistine Chapel. He was paid according to what they told him to paint. You know, what, what was his name? Michelangelo. Michelangelo, yeah. He did everything he was told to. Did a really good job. But not necessarily according to the word of Scripture. It was to the word of the Pope. And weren't y'all proud of the... Huh? He painted one of the Popes in hell. (laughs) I bet he didn't get a check for that. (laughs) <laughs> Aren't y'all proud of the the Pope's stance on gayness? Oh, he's a piece of work, isn't he? Yeah, why doesn't he get a rainbow shroud? Well, he's got those vestments. He just doesn't show them off all the time, right? <laughs> Can you imagine the practicing Catholics that really believe that really sincerely believe in the word of God and and don't know any better. They just they just believe and and they hear that nut. There's there's gotta be a lot of cognitive dissonance going on in the Catholic Church. So the Nakash said to so so the Nakash said to Eve We are all people of God. And she said, oh, okay. And so the Nakash says, come into my my den and I will show you some things. Oh, okay. Wow. That's pretty illuminating. Wow. 
I never thought of doing those kinds of things before. Huh. And it turns out it it turns out it was it was a what do you call a, a poked monastery. Yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty. That's essentially what they said about LSD, isn't it? It'll take you places you couldn't go before. Um. All right, gentlemen. Here we are. You had something to say, Isaac? Oh, how did he know? <laughs> well, I... I I heard I heard a breath and uh it looked sounded like it came from your direction. Oh wow. I had a thought before you moved on and that's just that um to me it seems clear that throughout the Bible there are some pretty big concepts that we're not necessarily meant to understand at this at this time in our existence that maybe we'll have those truths revealed to us sometime in the future, but there's uh, a lot of information there that's, or a lot of information that's missing, right? There, I think that it's okay to read some of this stuff and to not have a whole picture. I don't think there's a whole picture in some cases. You know, like, for example, I think it's very interesting you start reading the Bible from page one, and uh, it starts right off with God did this, God did that. Does not start off saying, uh, "Oh, by the way, here's who God is and all of His characteristics." Let's just we'll just introduce God to you here because you just started reading this book and you don't know who He is yet, right? So here we'll do an introduction. Just starts off with the the name and what He's doing, and you have to build up this. Uh, personality or your understanding of, his, of of who he is over the course of the book and over the course of your life. So, And the same thing with the serpent and the same thing with all kinds of other things throughout the Bible. There's, these, there's just truths that I don't think that we're meant to have yet. I mean, there are some, some things in there you can study through like we do here and figure out what they are, get closer to the truth, but there's some things we're just not supposed to know. And, well, I just want to know the important be okay. stuff. Sure. <laughs> but we you don't know, get to know, know the, whole, the whole plan. I've been, preached, right? I've been preached my whole life about hell. I'd like to know what about hell? Oh, yeah. What yeah. about yeah. hell? What is hell? Is it Hades or is it Sheol or is it something the Pope dreamed up? It's uh, got to be something. And if it's Sheol, so, uh, why would Abraham? Why would Abraham beg the kids to take him back to hell, be buried? So that doesn't so, uh, make sense. So, but if what day, what day, and what month did you want me to set aside for that topic that you were going to bring, Russell? Which one? The one you just said. 
I just want to make Here. sure that I uh, that I get Here. out of the way and let Russell bring us uh, an understanding about hell. Here, here's the bottom line. What if we hear something that goes totally against our lifelong preconceived notions and beliefs? Are we going to have the courage to hear it and maybe apply it and rationalize it? And because if you do, you're going to have hell to pay in your social circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so what do you do with truth? You don't sell it. You don't sell it, and you might even take it into account, and it might even change your life in some way, hopefully in the positive way, but not necessarily. You might get butchered because of it. I don't know. But the Catholic Church is a huge money-making machine, much like the war industry. So they don't want – as a matter of fact, that's why they killed Jesus, isn't it? He kept spouting the truth. That got him in some hot water, didn't it? Well, the real reason Proverbs. he killed him is he had his own health care system, and it was blowing away their pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Would that be Israel's pharmaceuticals? I think it was the Netanyahu brand. (laughs) Proverbs 23.23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Don't buy it and and don't sell it. So you you can achieve it. You, You can acquire it. That's right. Yeah, good. You can buy the truth, but when you have truth, you're not supposed to sell it. Yeah. But, yeah, who's just to... Who's selling it? How'd we Say buy what, Isaac? Well, I just wanted to I just wanted to be clear that what I was saying is not uh don't worry about what the truth is, right? I, I mean, we do like when when we when the information is available or can be gleaned, then I think that's that's really important for us to figure out what that is, but, but hey, all I was hey, saying Isaac, was that hey, Isaac, yeah, trust me. Yeah. Trust me. If you if you stepped out of line, there'll be two more of us here to back you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. But for anyone else, <laughs> it's, we we didn't get uh, a book with a full picture, right? We didn't get God's plan A to B, uh, A to A to Z. We didn't get that whole thing. We got pieces of it, and he wouldn't give us all of that information. You know, he didn't tell in the Old Testament the entire plan of Jesus' uh, death and resurrection. He didn't spell that out to all those people that lived up to that point. And I think there are big parts of the plan that we didn't get yet either. So maybe he just wants us to focus on what what we can get. Mm 
which that story, you know, does the Genesis 3 account does seem like it's one we can put together. Um, well, it could be why uh, he didn't he didn't explain to us how this fallen angel was going to have a conjugal union with Eve. I'm 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 thinking that perhaps you're not considering that's one of the things that he failed to tell us about though, Jared Isaac, correct? Uh yeah, no. Uh I you can take any any part of the Bible that is missing information, you can fill in the gaps with just about anything you can imagine. That doesn't make it fact. That even just makes you not, even if it even if it's not missing information, you yeah. can make it appear as if it yeah, yeah. as if it's missing something. Yep. Yeah. Well, Jeremiah is probably totally. Go ahead, Russell. I was just going to say, let's say there's a chapter in there called "The Perfect Life." <laughs> Here's the here's the twenty steps you do to have a trouble free perfect life and be perfectly in tune with God. Would we do it? What if it requires some tremendous sacrifices that very few would do? Then you just have a a recipe for success, but very few would take it. So in other words, what you're explaining to us is one of the innate characteristics of the created. Yeah. I think I think therein lies the dilemma. The created against the creator. Constant conflict. Well, in the whole Bible, there isn't one example of anyone that had a perfect life. So I don't think it's attainable. No, but you know what? This uh, serpent seed, this serpent, uh, Satan, devil, fallen angel, you see... uh, he was given command make it was given command to, to make everybody's life a living uh, I guess hell was the word I was going to use but knowing my understanding of the word hell it's probably not a it's probably not a correct word usage but um, adversity and, adversity does. yeah yeah it did to to bring upon all man adversity and um and this power for this uh, celestial being to do this is able to do it day in day out for millenniums and what we're required to believe is that basically God was only able one time to make one completely right, righteous 
and outside the authority and the power of of that that fallen devil angel that has taken the rest of mankind and and made it disobedient to God. That kind of makes God a whole lot less powerful than what I've understood him to be. And so for that purpose, amongst many others, I find it a very difficult doctrine to swallow. What? What and I if, hope everybody uh, understood what I was just saying there. I was not not in any way implying that that any one of us is righteous in contradistinction to what Richard said or anything. That that was not the intention. The intention is is I I had a list of these things. I was about to say Jeremiah is going to be pretty upset. Jeremiah worked all day on taking my handwritten notes and trying to put them into a document that we could upload for tonight's fellowship, and we haven't even begun to address the document. And he, uh, his fingers are sore, numb, and, uh, you know, without skin left on them. <laughs> so I feel, I feel terrible that we didn't... Uh, child that, abuse, isn't it? That it, was, it was a great experiment in... Uh, in child abuse to see if he would obey the command. <laughs> oh, brother. What, what if... Would things again, be different Rich. if... Oh. Go ahead, Russell. I was wondering if things would be different if at our birth or shortly thereafter our parents hadn't told us because of Adam, your nature is sin. Deal with it, partner. If you want to get ticked off, get ticked off at Adam. And actually, Eve was the primary there. So shouldn't we say, you know, so so right there we're starting out from day one as losers, aren't we? By you genetic? Know, I'd like to... I'd like to just ask you, um, what is the problem with carrying that to the next logical conclusion and just putting the blame right where the blame is, is which is the nakash? Or go a step further. Who created the nakash? Exactly. Well, you see, we can't say that God created the Nakash, which is why we have to say that he was a fallen angel. (laughs) You see, it all boils down to the very thing that you just said, Russell, which is, what if there was a page in the Bible that said, here's the blueprint, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or A, B, C, D, F, how many of us would do it? And that answer should not be difficult, but yet we have actually been taught to believe that we cannot be perfect. Now, the minute I would say that, people would roll their eyes, throw their heads Uh back, 
flip the Cognitive channel dis- off. Exactly, because, you know, uh, that is just so far out of the box and just so completely, you know, uh, beyond right. the, you know, the, the pale in, in, in ludicrousy. Yeah, and heresy that it just, you know, but I I would submit to you that that is what we've been taught. And I submit that the biblical record has been showing us from the very beginning how we can be perfect. And not only how to be perfect, but how we glorify his name. And that was another thing right there in Samuel chapter 12, 1 Samuel chapter 12. This is something for the Lord will not forsake his people. Why won't he forsake his people? For For his great name's sake. The child, the child wants the father's name not to be tarnished and blemished. Well, and also Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, or... I mean, he he commanded you to to follow follow the Lord, didn't he? He said, "This is com- this is kind of the secret recipe here for successful success in life." And yet, we're told that it's impossible. So we reach a. He conundrum. has commanded. Yeah, he has commanded you. I lost my train of thought. He has commanded you. Well, Go ahead. He, he, he commands you to do certain things, and it's like we're raised from infancy. We're told it's impossible. Don't even try. Thanks, Okay, that, that, that's where my thought, exactly, that's where my thought is. The command that you said, Christ said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your might. Why give the command if it is impossible impossible. to obey the command? Well, we're right back to Jeremiah now because something's not adding up, is it? Do we have enough information to answer that question? Or is it right in front of our face and we're too stupid to recognize it? You know, they hide the truth right in front of your face, don't they, Doug? Yeah. I defer to Rich on that one. Maybe he knows. What was your question again? <laughs> how do you how do you how do you do what Jesus told you to do if you were told early on thanks to Adam your nature is 
to not do what Jesus told you to do. Because you were born with it, thanks to Adam. You know, my first impression is that if, uh, if, if we're told that, the person that's, or the person of the system that's telling us that is telling us that because it gets them off the hook. So they can keep not doing it. Sounds like it. Uh, explain, ex, explain that. Say, explain what you're saying there. Um, well, let's say so. So Russell said that as soon as we're born, we're told uh, you can't, you can't be perfect. Adam and Eve were not perfect. You can't do it, right? Well, well they they gave me sin nature. Right. I have. Yeah. So, so the person that says that they're they're now off the hook. They're letting themselves off the hook. They're not telling you how to get off the hook. They're letting themselves off for all of the things that they've done and want to continue doing. But and then, they and then they're making that, you a copy they, of themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So in other words, we're right back to we're right back to the watchman. See, the watchman is supposed to tell you and warn. And so instead of warning you and telling you, he just says, well, you can't. You know, I tell you, right. Russell, that, that strikes a, a real nerve with me. I kid you not, I've got as many as a dozen tabs or more open on my browser on this whole thing of original sin. And I've been pounding on that original sin thing since July of this year while I was trying to put things together on this series on Satan, devil, Satan out of the Old Testament. And that really hits a nerve with me, that original sin. And Well, don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> we are lied to constantly. I'm struggling with this whole COVID-19 myth. And and it's just like, it, did God not give us the ability to to be rational? I mean, I speak up, Rich. I said it's called the mind of Christ. Yeah, I I would agree with that. <laughs> Amen. I'd like to have his mind. Well, and, and that's the instruction. Once again, that's another instruction that is given. Is to be like-minded with Christ. He was about well, they, his father's business. He was obedient to his father's will. You know, everything that we talk about, everything that we talk about and everything that we see that's going on, we know what it all is, whether it's Joe Biden or, you know, and and frankly, I wonder if sometimes God doesn't shake his head at us because as we've often pointed out, it's rather hypocritical of us to point out Joe Biden's flaws Uh if we're not going to point out the other guy's flaws. And so then the church world says, 
well, we're all sinners. And then, uh-huh. of course, you have, remember, I used to tell about the guy, you know, at the head of the ministry that would say that, Russell, you remember, Rich, you remember too, he would say, um, how did he say, oh, you can't keep God's law. Yeah. Well, well who was the guy that God's was take, Who was the guy that was taken up in space? Which guy in the Bible do you remember besides Jesus? He never died. What? Elijah. You know, Elijah, did you say Elijah? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Elijah in Two, I think. So was he was taken up in a chariot or something of that nature? Well, maybe well, he was not living. The, maybe he was the living Enoch. a pretty good life, huh? Yeah, the Enoch in literature uh, has the story of Enoch going up in in a chariot. Second um, Kings chapter two is where you find the the uh, what? record wouldn't of he Elijah. Had, wouldn't he have had to live an extraordinary life to get that privilege? Because I don't recall anybody else getting it. He called down Maybe. fire on what about 150 soldiers and three occasions. Yeah, he had an extraordinary life except for his parenting abilities. And I I could be very wrong or blaming the children on the parent, let me tell you. The the kids can be taught right and choose the other way. So I should be careful. But Samuel's kids did the same thing. Or his children, I mean. I think Elijah's children were sorry. I don't I don't know. According to the biblical record, they had some major problems. They were selling influence, I think. Anyway, well, most of the apostles, you know, most of the apostles all did pretty well after Jesus showed up on the scene and Half of them got their heads cut off. So, <laughs> doing, doing doing everything right isn't a free pass. Eleven We're going to have right. to get to those questions next week, Doug. Don't tell Jeremiah it wasn't all in vain. He's 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 teased me with him now. I'm anxiously awaiting the next Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, now he's well, got easy street for the next seven days. Well, I was going to ask you guys. Um, I was thinking that maybe I might deliver them as a message and upload it, and uh, that's kind of the conclusion to the Old Testament part of it. And uh, I'll take a break before we pass into the New Testament, and we can take up a couple of other things. But if you feel like you'd rather have me read those questions off, you know, I I think that 
I think it would be an enjoyable time to read those questions while it also put other questions in your guys' minds. And um, because, uh, you know, this is by no means all of the questions or or the statements because my statement, remember, I used to always say is that what I've been trying to do is look at it as this is what one is required to believe. And so essentially I've got a series of statements that I don't know if we ended up with somewhere around 75 or 80 um, just out of the Old Testament. And, and, and like I say, that by no means is not is, is anywhere close to all the questions it, it, or all the things that it, it requires you to believe because there's so many biblical examples and in the biblical record that we would have to say, well, you know, we have to believe this too. We have to believe this too. I mean, every time God punished Israel or that God, you know, did things against Israel, take him into bondage or anything else, we have to recognize that how does that make sense? If all of this is about a, a fallen angel, devil, Satan, uh, demon figure that's, that's been given the authority by God to constantly and consistently. Um, and how would you feel? I mean, what, what would you think if I mean, this is what, <laughs> I don't even know, oh, this is actually what we're required to believe and to think about our God is that all of this is done for the purpose of frustrating. And that's just totally untrue. And to have taught the masses this for so long is really bordering on diabolical. And when you consider what the people in power today are doing, it's diabolical. So, anyhow. It um, is. So, like I say, I mean, I thought maybe I'd just go through the questions in a, in a message, and uh, we, had, we were trying to put it into a – go ahead. I think we could profit from that. I really do. That's just my opinion. Uh, profit from which, which direction? The, this, discussing the, the – nailing the 99 questions to the door, however many there were, discussing them. Yeah. We, may, All right. we may do more damage than Martin Luther. Well, you know, that's exactly what, you know, I went back and looked at those 95 pieces, you know, several times <laughs> and thought, you know, you talk about a man who was trying to, you know, shake the tree, uh-huh. and he, he just he just he just didn't didn't fully comprehend how far that tree needed to be shook. Apparently, but uh-huh. yeah, it's interesting, it, it, you know. And it would it would do every Christian good to go back and read the ninety five thesis that was nailed on the Lutterworth Church house door. Yeah, and think about. Because the risk he put himself under doing it. Yeah, because so there's no way that was going to go easy for him. Yeah, and this yeah. is our church history. So, you know, let's wrestle with church history and recognize that we do have a history. 
And that history is not unlike the biblical Israelites' history in the, in the record. Uh, got a history of doing things completely contrary over and over and over again. And yet we don't expect our own children to do things over and over and over again wrong. We expect them to do them over and over and over again right. And yet we find we repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat the same things that cause our distresses. Yes. So, well, well, it's been quite a quite a banner session here, and um, uh-huh. those aren't entirely bad, I guess, are they? No. But let's pray for. Let's continue to pray, like Samuel said. Yep. Let's pray for the best of this country, and but we pre- we preface that by saying God's first. Lord God, you're our creator and you're our king. This country just that we we're we're in right now, we could sure use we could sure use some help. And we'd love to see your will come down over the land right now. Convict your people. But stop, take pause, and think, and repent, change, and agree with you that that you do have some standards, and they need to be upheld. And Lord, show us the way, and give us the courage to go the way once we see the way. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for all this, these hidden blessings we're getting out of this idiotic chaos we're living in. I know that you, you're still there. Thank you for it. Yes, Father, I, I too call upon you and asking for you to continue to work in your people's hearts, that they they be pricked to the heart about what it is that they have done in forsaking you, casting you behind them, forgetting your laws, statutes, and judgments, forgetting what you have done so many times in history, and taking them from the clutches of despotism and bondage, servitude. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us to be free in a land unencumbered by bars and and guarded, fortified cities. Father, we, we took all that freedom and liberty. We cast it aside. We cast aside your word and your law, your statutes and your judgments. Taken on a system of Roman law in this country. We adopted this constitution. The constitution has done nothing to prevent the rulers and the leaders that we have. In fact, it took 
control completely away from us. Every step of the way, the evil and wicked prosper. Father, we lament as David lamented. He almost envied the wicked for their prosperity. Lord, let us not find ourselves envying the wicked. Rather rejoicing in the fact that your day of judgment will come. We pray, Father, for us to be found worthy of, of being there. Be your remnant to rebuild upon the ruins of Babylon. Pray for our children that they can continue to be guided and structured, know the truth, and abide in it, love it, to enjoy it, and not forsake it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Lord God, we bind the witchcraft and the sorcery that's alive and well and going at 110%. Lord God, break the backs of these witches. Grant your people repentance, revival, so that we can become a God-worshipping nation once again, the true God. Pray for help, well-being, and safety for our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good night. Good to have everybody. Good night now. Good night, everyone. Good night.